dignity, it's the wisdom, it's the, it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Stop him. Open three. High schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Oh, it's Friday, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 106andthefan.com and your free mobile app, 106andthefan. Boy, we've got a very, very, very busy show for you today, and it is loaded from top to bottom. Not a lot of time to, you know, to shoot the ship, I guess is what they like to say. Shoot the breeze. No, isn't that, they say like shoot the ship or something like that. Shoot the breeze is the the same, yes. Shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze. I swear I've heard it on TV otherwise. (laughs) It's like dealing with Biff Tannen from all the Back to the Future. Why don't you make like a, why you make like a tree and get out of here? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, AJ Nadam, AJ Salveson. That's right, kids. We are back. The powers that be try to they keep us apart. spend the evening on the radio. <laughs> it's like Packers management yes. or Rodgers. We're not going to put, no, we're here. We are here. <laughs> Reunited and it feels so good. My man, AJ Knight, I'm AJ Salves and Eric Franson absent today. Gone, not dead, alive, but not forgotten. He'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, we are about mm, less than a minute and a half out from we'll have John Hartwell, the university, or excuse me, Utah State University athletic director, on with us at 405. Sam Merrill, one of the great, actually, excuse me, in my opinion, greatest basketball player in Utah State Aggie history of all time. Got some highlights, that's for sure. He'll be on at 430 with us. And then lead assistant for Utah State men's basketball, Nate Dixon, uh, assistant coach. uh, Utah State will join us at 520. I had a senior night, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he he won't have anything nice to say about Justin Beam. Like, he's all right, right? Justin Beam's okay. Can I ask you that? (laughs) Yeah. Where do you rank Justin Beam in terms of your all-time greatest hackies? Because he's not as flashy, but I mean, man. The numbers say otherwise. He's good. Uh, not top five, but just outside of it. Outside top five. Wow. Okay, so uh, you also forgot. We got one other announcement. We, we got, got a crap load of tickets to yeah, give away. Yeah, I've got one, two, three, four, five sets of tickets we got to give away in the next two hours. All right, so how? what do you want to do for this first hour? Sam well, Merrill, he's going to be on. That's a special occasion. Maybe something with him? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put something together with him. We'll put that together. Uh, really quick, our text line is already going off, 435-339-0321 to text into our show. Uh, let's see here, 5338, do we have the results from last weekend's Northern Utah skiering championships? I don't. Oh, I heard about that. So Bear Lake was doing that. I think it's that, it's that weird, uh, what is it, you get pulled on a sled? I didn't end up checking it out. No, no idea what the results are there. They did not send me to call that. But if it is a sport, much like ESPN ate the Ocho, if it's barely a sport, we'll cover it. 
9463 is me. AJ the Goat is returned. Love you, buddy. Thanks. But that joy and happiness, I feel, is somehow balanced out by AJ. Look, we're a team. Come on. we got to balance each other out. He's kind of the gritty, grindy one that you're like, uh, you, you, you hate you hate watching, but he's on your team. You love having him on your team. Like uh, Del Vadova, right? That gritty player that you just you can't stand, that uh, you really, really uh, just want on your team, but you, you just cheer against him. You're Matthew Delavadova. That's what I've decided. Matthew Delavadova. Yeah, you're that gritty player that if they're on your team, you love them. If they're not, they're the dirtiest <laughs> player in the game. All right. It is 405. That means, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have the Univer- Utah State University athletic director with us. But before we introduce him appropriately, listening. there's only one way we can do this. Got it. Yes. Yes. It is Meatloaf's number one fan. This music Ajay, video, Ajay. I am so glad to see you know <laughs> that that you over the past few months months you've gotten some culture to you and joining <laughs> the the Meatloaf fan club. This music video, Mr. Hartwell, John. I'm sorry, but this. How did you like this music video? It's creepy. See, Ajay. I I am I am gonna tell a little bit about my age here but i'm pre-music video you know that that was that oh. was uh mid 80s early to mid 80s the onset of uh mtv and you know i was 13 14 15 years old during that time so i i knew meatloaf long before music videos came came available it'll it be a little creepy but the music's really really good <laughs> it's a classic it's a classic though we never ever be a bigger fan of meatloaf than this man he is the director of athletics for utah state university ladies and gentlemen john hartwell joins us here on the full court press john good afternoon how in the world are you ajay i'm doing great you know i appreciate the intro there you know i i was looking down uh, today's starting lineup, and and you know, I almost hate to go with the baseball analogy because you know, obviously, Major League Baseball is a little bit the start at least is a little bit up in the air now. But you know, I look down the lineup you've got uh, between now and the close of the show. I'm just hoping to coax a walk or to you know, <laughs> beat out beat out an infield single, maybe. But people who've seen my speed before know know that's highly unlikely. Hey, I better go lean into one for the. Uh, for the walk and and then you know you got Sam Merrill up next he he's I hope he can hit a gapper you know to <laughs> the right center or left center field so I can make that first to third run without pulling a hamstring <laughs> and then you've got you know you've got Nate Dixon aka Uncle Buck coming in to back cleanup today to talk about the Aggies taking on Colorado State tomorrow night so I I'm just privileged to be able to bat lead off today. Well, John, we all know, according to the Utah State women's basketball uh, Twitter account, no one can shoot a corner three better than you. So, I mean... Yeah, I, there is, I'm not going to tell you how many takes it took. <laughs> to that shot, so we'll, we'll just leave that one alone. Hey, John, you guys had a chance with the football team to go visit the uh, Spencer Cox, the uh, governor of the state of Utah, to celebrate the Utah State Aggies football season, which ended in a bull win. Uh, can you tell us about that visit and how uh, how cool was that to go see the governor and, and honor the Aggies? Yeah, it really was, and uh, it, it was really neat. Uh, the governor's uh, wife, I guess uh, the politically correct term there would be the first lady of Utah, Abby, uh, worked with Neil Abercrombie, who used to be on our staff here as VP of Governmental Affairs and, and uh, departed for greener pastures about uh, uh, six weeks ago to become the, the right-hand person to the governor. 
and it was a total surprise to to Governor Cox. So it was pretty neat uh, for him to walk into that room and had, had all of our players and Coach Anderson and a couple of our staff members there, and he was totally blown away because that's not what it showed on his calendar. It had no hint of uh, the Aggies coming to town. So he, he loved it, uh, and it, and it was a great opportunity for – for our student athletes to, to be recognized, to, to get some, you know, well-deserved recognition. We got to go to, uh, down on the, uh, floor of the house, uh, and, and be represent, you know, be recognized there, uh, representative Dan Johnson from here in, uh, Cash Valley, uh, you know, recognized us. And then, uh, Chris Wilson too, you know, Senator Wilson, uh, from here in the valley, also got to spend a little bit of time with us, so it was really a awesome. uh, neat opportunity for for the young men in our program. John Hartwell, AD of Utah State, uh, Mr. Hartwell. Speaking of football, obviously a, a home run hire with Coach Anderson. Uh, without giving away the secret sauce, what is the process like for you hiring coaches? Because uh, you've hit on some real good ones recently. No, well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, I obviously. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that, that are really good football coaches. Um, but, but I think, you know, here at Utah State, we, we've got to have uh, coaches who are, are really good developers of talent. Um, you know, I think we've talked about that before. But we're not just going to have, you know, a plethora of, of five-star uh, student-athletes, regardless of the sport, uh, lined up to um, – you know, to, to come here, we, we may get one every once in a while and, and love that, but uh, the ability to evaluate talent, to, to look at student-athletes who, uh, you know, as high school juniors or seniors uh, have the ability to grow into really good players uh, is, is really important. And then I think, you know, the, the fit here in Cache Valley is really important, too. Um, you know, I... I come from kind of a roll-up-your-sleeves, go-to-work mentality. You know, don't ask anybody who, who works for you to do anything you're not going to do yourself. Don't be above uh, doing anything. And, and I think that type of work ethic and mentality uh, is, is really important and, and is a, a vital component of, of our coaches being able to be successful here. And, and ultimately, too, uh, and our coaches do a really good job of this as well. Uh, people of high character. I mean, I, I want us to have people, you know, that, that we don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, reading about them in a negative light in, in the newspaper. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, hiring people with high levels of character and in turn them recruiting student athlete, athletes with high levels of character is really, really important. Uh, John, I do want to ask you, and I, and I do this respectfully too, because I know the effort that you and your department put into uh, doing your best to keep coaches at Utah State University. And uh, we also understand that as you know, these coaches have great success, there's going to be other universities with really deep pockets that are going to come chasing after these coaches. So my question is, is if you know that a university with a deep pocket could come chase after Coach Anderson at some point, do you already have in kind of a future look ahead of who of other coaches that you would like to see be at Utah State as the head coach, or is that just a point where we'll cross that bridge when we get there? No, I think you've always got to got to be cognizant of of the landscape 
uh, around you throughout the country and, and uh, potential uh, candidates, regardless of the sport. And, you know, I, I would love for us to have Coach Anderson stay here, you know, 15 years and, and retire here in Cache Valley. Is that going to happen? Uh, none of us have a crystal ball. But I, I think we would be or I would be negligent as an athletic director if I didn't have, uh, you know, a, a group of people out there who, um, you know, I think have the characteristics that we've talked about, high character, uh, you know, kind of a, a blue-collar mentality, roll up your sleeves, go to work, um, you know, a, a aggressive recruiter and, and a developer of talent, um, you know, I, that, that's always part of the job to, to keep a list, um, you know, a, as to what if, you know, for whatever reason, uh, we potentially had a coaching vacancy. Athletic Director of Utah State, John Hartwell. Hey, Mr. Hartwell, speaking of football, so of course uh, the football schedule for next year has been released not that long ago. And in this day and age where home and homes have become so important, what was it like scheduling for the program like Utah State to get that schedule and future schedules put together? Yeah, it, you know, it, it continues to be a challenge and maybe even more so a challenge um, when you're when you're very competitive or very good. And, and you know, we've had that challenge here in, in men's basketball the past few years and, and have it in football now. But you've got to, you know, and, and our philosophy from a scheduling standpoint, you know, we always want to have six home games. Clearly it's dictated by our Mountain West conference membership you're going to have four home mountain west games and four away games so so the formula it really boils down to those other four games we we always uh want to play uh an fcs opponent uh if possible we've got weber state coming in here uh week three uh this next year uh we we will normally uh play a guarantee game where we go on the road and and obviously that that fcs game we are paying you know an opponent to come in here for that we're we're not doing home and homes with fcs opponents and likewise you know we'll go out there and and secure uh one guarantee game which our trip uh labor day weekend which for us is week two uh of the schedule to to tuscaloosa is that game for us and then uh, the UConn and BYU games, UConn will come to us in week zero, August 27th, and, and we'll return that uh, trip to Stores, Connecticut uh, the following year. And then, uh, obviously, the BYU game. And, you know, um, we're, we're still working with BYU. It's no secret they're going to, you know, the Big 12. They'll, they'll go to nine conference games. So, um you know, we're still. Uh, I'm still working back and forth with with Tom Homo on uh, on what the future of our series with uh, BYU looks like. And then I I know I've asked you the last time you were on our show, but I wanted to reconvene on this question. But with Utah men's basketball, of course, the relationship with Craig Smith is still a positive one. Is there any still hope that you guys can be able to schedule even a home and home with the Utah Utes? Yeah, we'll we'll continue to do to to pursue that. Um, you know, I, I, I think if it was strictly up to Craig and I, we could get it done tomorrow. Um, uh, I'll, I'll leave that at that. We'll, 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 continue, uh, we'll continue to pursue that as well as, you know, uh, pursue them home and home in football. And, you know, people say, well, gosh, you know, 
why wouldn't you just go down there and play a guarantee game? I, I, it's not it's not about you know uh, ultimately the financial component of that. We we just don't feel like you know if if we can get home and home series with Washington State or some other Pac-12 schools and and we're working on that or get Oregon to come here uh, who who is coming here later in the uh, you know in the decade why. Why would we just go down to to Salt Lake City to play a guarantee game? That that's that's not the way I want to stop. I right? love I love hearing you stand up for Utah State University. I love that. Yeah, actually, if I could follow up on that, how important is it for you to to have those games? Ajay and I talked about this uh, in a different broadcast about how we love seeing Utah State play a bunch of the smaller Utah schools in basketball, and it, you know, in football, I know it's a little bit different with the conferences, but. Uh, you talking about trying to maintain that work with BYU as they join a power conference. How important is it you to have those? You know, you get to have Weber State up here. You play BYU. You're trying to get something worked out with Utah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not life or death, certainly, but I, I think it's it's good for um, you know football in our state, and and you know certainly uh, the fan bases for us to do that. Uh, and you guys recall. You know, um, early in my tenure and, and certainly prior to me being here uh, on the FCS rotation, it pretty much used to be, uh, you know, Idaho State, Weber, and Southern Utah and just rotated those three around. Well, some other schools came in and, and were offering and continue to offer, you know, larger guarantees to those schools. And I and I certainly understand, um, you know, their, their desire to – because – you know, we're all trying to balance our budgets no matter, you know, what that number is. And I understand them doing that. But, you know, it, all things being equal, it would be great to, uh, you know, to do that. In fact, I had a conversation yesterday, a phone call from Debbie Corum, you know, my counterpart down at Southern Utah. And we're looking for, you know, some, some uh, future games with them as well. USU AD John Hartwell, and on that subject, so expansion, obviously the topic of conversation in football. As much as you can, what was that like being the athletic director of Utah State and maybe some of the conversations you had in the Mountain West? is They seem to be more rumors than anything, but obviously the, the expansion was out there. Boise State, San Diego State came up. What was that like being obviously one of the ADs for the Mountain West? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting and, and – uh, most of those meetings, or, or all of them, I guess, in that three or four month period where it was a very uh, front burner topic, uh, you know, it, it's a little hard to read body language via Zoom. Uh, and and I really like in person. I'll be glad when we get totally back to in person meetings. Um, but knowing that, uh, you know, you may have had a, a counterpart or two or three or four in that room really speaking out of both sides of their mouth. And, and I think, you know, there were five or six of us in the room, and, I, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus here, but there were five or six of us in the room that were very em- emphatic about, you know, pounding our, our fist on the desk saying, hey, we, we've got a really good thing going here in the Mountain West. You know, football is in great shape. Men's basketball, and, and clearly that's played out this year, is in great shape. Uh, a lot of our Olympic sports are in, in places, and with the uh, you know with the weakening, if you will, of the of the Atlantic or the American Athletic Conference with uh, 
Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF departing, you know, the opportunity is there if we stick together uh, for the Mountain West to be the preeminent, uh, you know, group of five conference or, you know, and, and we've had very frank discussions uh, amongst our athletic directors and the presidents have been involved uh, with, with the conference office folks about, hey, we, we need to pound our chest a little bit more with our success. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people were turned off by whether it was Mike Oresco, the American Athletic Conference commissioner, referring to them as Power Six or, you know, Danny White, uh, you know, the, the self-proclaimed uh, national title for UCF a few years ago. <laughs> but you know what? There, there's relevance to those things. If you say that enough, and, and yes, yeah, some people may say it's over the top, but perception is sometimes reality. So, so we've, we put a shoulder to, to our league and, and to our fellow members to, hey, we need to pound our shells a little bit more and talk about uh, the success levels that, that the Mountain West Conference is having. And, and I think you'll see a continued effort to do that. Utah State Aggie Athletic Director John Hartwell joins the Full Court Press here. Uh, there was reports, and, and they're starting to, I guess it came out on social media yesterday, of you guys expanding Maverick Stadium. Can you talk about that expansion and how it's coming about and what your guys' ideas and plans are for that? Yeah, I, I'll be happy to address that, and I appreciate you. Uh, you know, that that's one of those cases where the genie's out of the bottle a little bit. And actually, <laughs> those plans, and, and I was not even aware that uh, – no one in athletics was aware that, that those had been – put out there publicly and those are really older plans the 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 immediate component of that um is really more it's not about additional seating yet yes long term we're where you have some plans that that really are different than what what that uh rendition shows but but the immediate things and when i say immediate um in all likelihood starting uh, upon completion of the upcoming season after our last home game, you know, hopefully after the first weekend in December when we host a Mountain West championship game. But uh, yeah. it is, is really going to be more about uh, that um, southeast corner where the, the restroom facility is there and where that, uh, that concourse is or the corridor that gets all gets jammed up. Um, you know, even with moderate crowds, much less with the sold-out house. Uh, but cutting back into the hillside there, totally redoing those restrooms, uh, putting in some new concession areas there. So that's the immediate thing. We do have uh, some other some other uh, renditions, if you will, on the drawing board, but I think they're a little ways down the line. I mean, we, we really – we need to fill what we've got. I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely think from a perception standpoint, we need a facility that has over 30,000 seats, uh, you know, from a, a national perception standpoint. But we've got to do a better job filling up what we've got. And, and you know, uh, a lot of that's back on us. You've got to, you've got to balance the whole ticket pricing thing and, and being totally aware that, you know, a lot of uh, – a lot of the revenue generation from football for us is from those premium seating areas, the, uh, the club seats, the, the suites, the chairbacks on the, uh, on the west side. But we, we also recognize and need to maintain affordability 
um, you know, because a, a core of our fan base is, is the Cash Valley family of five or six that we don't want to price them out of, of being able to bring the family to support us because, uh, again, that's a very vital part of our fan base. Mr. Harwell, you already talked about expansion. I was curious, NIL was one of the other big things that hit college sports this year. How did that change the way your department approached athletics this year in terms of management or working with players and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, we we have got uh, some student athletes. We've probably got uh, close to 40 now that have what I would call, you know, legitimate NIL deals. And, and those ranging anywhere from, you know, $500 deals to, you know, $15,000 deals. Um, so it, it is certainly something that we will continue to, to try to facilitate for our student-athletes through educational components, through software. In fact, we're looking, I uh, uh, hope to make a decision next week on, on a couple of new things to help facilitate those deals for our student athletes, but you know it. Our situation is different, you know, in, in conversations with um, fellow athletic directors around the Mountain West. Talking to Tom Berman the other day at Wyoming, he said they only have you know ten to twelve student athletes who have deals now. So I, it is, you know, something that we want to continue to grow, uh, but it's also kind of a tightrope because. You know, in the current um, realm or guardrails of NIL, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because the the NCAA has uh, kind of gone a hands-off approach. You know, Utah is one of the states that does not have any state legislation. There is hope from all of us, I believe, that there's some federal legislation that's coming down at some point. But with November being an election year, um, I I don't see uh, you know Congress touching this with a ten foot pole until after that election. So I think we're, you know we're we're probably eighteen months at best from having any kind of federal legislation. But but the original thing that came out said, hey, you really can't have any institutional involvement. Now clearly uh, some places have had institutional involvement, so we're kind of walking a tightrope. We want to help facilitate things, but we can't be. Uh, when I say we, Utah State Athletics can't be the broker of these deals. But, uh, you know, certainly if we have businesses or donors who have businesses reach out and say, hey, you know, uh, I, I want to help, I want to get involved, um, you know, we certainly say, hey, you're, you're welcome to, to reach out to our student athletes. So it, it's something that will – it's here to stay. Um, is is Utah State ever going to be at the point that Texas A and M is, where you know they they get thirty million dollars in the coffers uh, for a twenty five person recruiting class? You know you don't have to be a math major to understand that's that's a million dollars per per eighteen year old kid, and and some of that's just you know you shake your head at, or you read the article the other day, uh, which which in one way is very encouraging um, that. Uh, you know, international student athletes are starting. We're starting to see some potential avenues for them to be involved because previously, you know, that was an an avenue that, from a from a visa standpoint and everything else, uh, you know, we were told, hey, internationals can't really be involved in this. But uh, an article came out the other day 
uh, where a, an international Kentucky men's basketball player, you know, has been able to find some ways to do that. And I read in that same article where there's like five uh, men's basketball players at Kentucky that have uh, Porsches as as part of an NIL deal. Oh my gosh! Driving Porsche, and I'm like, you know, that that clearly was not the intention when uh, when when this was developed. But uh, again, we we've got to figure out uh, to make sure that we do what we can to help uh, our student athletes have access to these deals. Probably not going to be, uh, you know, anywhere near that level um, at Utah State. But at the same time, we want to offer all the opportunities that we can to help us from a recruiting standpoint. Mr. Hartwell, final question. As we celebrate senior night, not only for Utah State men's basketball, but for Utah State gymnastics, as you as, as an athletic director who developed these wonderful relationships with these student athletes, do you miss them as much as we're going to miss them, like Justin Bean and Brock Miller? Does it kind of get you in the heart a little bit? Yeah, it does. You know, you 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 develop those relationships. Um, you know, and and what what is you know really um, uh, satisfying to me is is being able to develop those relationships. Obviously, seeing the the personal growth, the the maturity. Uh, of them over the over the course of their Utah State career, the success that they have, uh, obviously on the various fields of competition, but but utmost in in the classroom, and them being able to you know transform that or, or to parlay that in, into a successful career. Uh, but you know, being able to maintain some of those relationships, and, and like I said, you you got a heavy hitter coming on deck here. Um, in your interviews and Sam Merrill and you know I still talk to Sam on a pretty regular basis so being able to continue those relationships but yeah uh, you know clearly uh, uh, there there's a little uh, or there's a lot of emotion uh, when you think potentially about the the last uh, the last opportunity uh, for these you know fine student athletes to to um, compete in the spectrum or in Maverick Stadium or in the Estes Center, you know, it is a little emotional, but it's also satisfying to see them, you know, the culmination of a lot of hard work and, and the efforts that they put in, the blood, sweat, and tears equity they put into Aggie Athletics and, and all it's meant to us. How much would it mean to you to see the USU herd tomorrow out to celebrate not only Brandon Horvath, but Brock Miller and Justin Bean? Yeah, uh, you know, tomorrow night's a huge opportunity for us. Uh, I told my wife last night, I said, you know, I may have to have a nap after the women's game tomorrow to make sure that, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that start time uh, has already slid due to TV to 840, and, you know, I wouldn't bet the house against it sliding another five minutes, so so probably an 845 tip. But, yeah, um, and I know ticket sales have been going really well but you know a culmination of a lot of things senior night for these guys uh the the opportunity for us to to get a win a quad one win over an outstanding colorado state team that you know the the story of that game was just like the story of quite a few games we've had this year um we were right there till the very end just needed to make a play down the stretch and you know i i just think uh 
you know, odds are in the favor of, of the Aggies because we've had so many go down the stretch and, and just hadn't had a play. And it's not that we hadn't had good plays, good shots, opportunities. We just hadn't made it happen. And I think tomorrow night is, is that opportunity. And, again, uh, what, a, uh, what a springboard that would provide us uh, to go to San Jose State a week from today, play our final regular season game, and then on to the, to the Mountain West Tournament which is going to be an absolute – if, if you didn't have a vested interest in a team, if you were just a basketball junkie, man, I, I can't think of a better tournament to go to this year than the Mountain West Tournament because you've got eight, nine teams that could get hot and make a run and, and be cutting down the nets uh, two weeks from tomorrow in Las Vegas. We hope Utah State's one of those teams. John, thank you so much for your time. We know we took more than you asked for, but you've been so gracious and so kind with it. We appreciate everything you do for Utah State Athletics, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Guys, I had to wait till I could coax ball four to make it to first base. <laughs> now I just hope Sam can hit it in the gap so I can get to third base. <laughs> Sam, we'll take care of it from there. Thank you, John. Take care, guys. All thank right. You. That's John Hartwell, the director of Utah State Athletics. He does a wonderful job. Uh, grateful for him. We got to take a break. I got to get Sam Merrill on the phone. Yeah, we got to tell people how we're going to win tickets too. Yes, yeah, so let's do it right now, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we got should we do a pair of tickets. Give us your best Sam Merrill memory. Text in at four three five three three nine zero three two one. Ag and I will pick a random text that we feel like is the best answer of your best memory of Sam Merrill, who's going to be joining us here on the Full Court Press coming up next. Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Dow with ChemDrive Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. ChemDrive's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call ChemDrive of Northern Utah. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. And from one great athletic director to a Utah State basketball great, it is the Full Court Press agent Adam Ajay Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan. Uh, that was a fun interview. Let's do it again. Yes. Sam Merrill, one of the – actually, excuse me. In my opinion, and I'll say this very boldly to everybody who's listening, I the mean, greatest true. basketball Aggie player ever to touch the court and to don an Aggie uniform joins us here on the Full Court Press. Sam, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to hear from you guys. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. good. We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Sam, uh, I, I guess i ask you now, what's the update on your life? What's the 411? Well, it's pretty pretty boring for me right now. Um, as some know, I got I got ankle surgery six weeks ago. Um, just have had a series of chronic 
um, ankle sprains that have somewhat limited me. Not didn't limit me too much in college. Um, I, I had quite a bit in college, but never never any serious ones. Um, and then just over the last year and a half, I've had three or four pretty serious ones all in the same ankle. And uh, I just had the last one in, in November. And because of all those sprains, I had a bone spur that got developed and that kept me from even getting close to back to playing. So we decided to do a, a surgery to get the bone spur removed. Um, and at the same time, decided to get the the ligaments in my ankle reconstructed. So we did, we got both sides reconstructed which is pretty rare um oh my michael is in pretty bad shape um so got that about six weeks ago rehab's going great uh just got out of the boot this week um it's supposed to be about a four or five month rehab so hoping to be good to go by april may and but yeah i'm just back in memphis rehabbing right now so not a lot going on Sam, if I can ask flashback, you go from winning a Mountain West championship, that team, you go to the NBA, you get drafted by the Bucks, and then you win an NBA championship. What was it like being on that team? It, it was a great experience. Obviously, very, very different circumstance for me being, you know, a guy playing at Utah State and then hardly playing in Milwaukee. But I thought it was just, it was such a good experience for me as a rookie. Most rookies don't even play any, anywhere. If you're on a good team, you're probably not playing as a rookie. So it was a really good experience for me just to to see how how things worked in the league and to be a part of a uh, an organization like Milwaukee that was so good and had such good players and was run the right way. And I got to see how how to win at the highest level um, and how to succeed at the highest level. So it was it was a great experience. Winning was obviously a lot of fun. Was really happy for all the guys on our team, but. Uh, I really took a lot from that, even though I didn't get really play a whole lot. Felt like I got better as a player, really improved, and um, certainly learned plenty. What were some of the great lessons you learned as you first got into the NBA, Sam? I'll say I think the biggest thing that I learned is just it's so different from college. Obviously, the, the talent, the athleticism is greater, but the fact that in college you have – 30 some odd games and in the NBA you have 80 there's a, a physical stamina that you have to develop but I didn't really have to deal with that because I wasn't playing but I think mentally you have to be you have to learn how to just honestly be okay with losing at times mm-hmm. um, and that sounds bad but what I mean by that is that Utah State like every game was so important to us like if we lost we felt like our NCAA tournament Chances were were in flux and whatnot, and mm-hmm. in the NBA it's a little different. Like you got to learn to just to just move on to the next game or move on to the next quarter or whatever. And I, I really learned well from the guys in Milwaukee, Giannis, Chris, and Drew specifically. Those three guys, like we go down two nothing to Milwaukee or to Brooklyn in the second round, and you know I thought I thought everyone would be super stressed and anxious about everything and felt like everything was on the line and those guys just showed up the next day and were really professional and just just kept kept moving along and same thing happened in the finals we're down two nothing um and felt like there'd be a 
uh, again, that same anxiety, nervousness, whatever, and it just wasn't there. And those guys were really good at being professional and just not not worrying too much about what was gone going on, just focusing on, you know, the next day and having a sense of urgency for sure, but just being professional, going to work the next day, working hard, being the same person. And I thought those were, were valuable lessons for me as a player. Sam Merrill, Utah State, great current NBA player. Sam, if I can ask is – as respectful as I can. So we talked about you were drafted by the Bucks. Now you find yourself in Memphis. What was that process like? Because you go to from you know Utah State to adjust the NBA, and then next season you're on a different team. How was what was that like for you? What what happened? How did it unfold? All that. Yeah. So I had uh, I'd, out of the draft, I had signed a two year deal with Milwaukee. First year was fully guaranteed. The second year, there was a trigger date where Milwaukee had to either. Um, guarantee my contract or waive me. And that was uh, sometime during the beginning of August. And Milwaukee was coming up on a, on a decision and um, I, they, they liked me, everything they said, they, they liked me, um, really liked me, but there were some tax issues that they were going through. Obviously it's an expensive team. And so before waiving me, they decided, Hey, we're going to call around and see if anyone um, wants to trade for you. Uh, and they, they, they would definitely have waived me, I think, but there was also a possibility of coming back. I probably would have played with their G League team, not their G, their summer league team, gone to camp and uh, seen what happened there. But they called around, and Memphis was one of the teams that um, I knew had really liked me coming out of the draft. I, I felt like Memphis was potentially one of the teams that would have drafted me, and um, they still really liked me. I got to play with their G League team during my rookie year in the G League bubble and uh, got to know a little bit of their staff and um, had a good experience there. So uh, they they had confidence in me, and uh, we were able to get that trade done. Sam, you're one of the smartest basketball players I ever saw play the game. But did you feel like when you got to the NBA, were you did you find yourself asking question after question after question about how your game can get better? And and what did you see your game, or where did you see your game improve the most? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that I had to do just to adjust. And you know, it's a it's a cutthroat league. Everyone talks about that. Like, if you're not getting better, if you're not adapting, then you're probably in a lot of trouble. And it's it's really hard for a lot of guys to go from the guy on their college team to just another guy on an NBA team. And so I'm not the only guy that had to go through that, but I had to learn, you know, where I could be successful and what I could do to be successful. And for a little bit of there in Milwaukee, I I think I tried to be someone that I wasn't, um, tried to prove that I could do things that I know, knew I could do as opposed to just focusing on what I did best. And it took me a while. I had some rough games my rookie year, didn't play great in the G League, uh, was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And to be honest, like I, I think I had some, probably had some doubts about whether I could play in this league. And it took me a little bit mm. to to understand what I needed to do. And that was just to focus on what I did best. And that's at the NBA level, that's shoot the basketball. And so I worked really hard on being able to, shoot on the move, being able to play off of other guys and um, 
be able to knock down shots, difficult shots, deep threes, contested shots, all that stuff. And really from the end of the regular season last year in Milwaukee to to before I got hurt, that's where I, my confidence really started to get going. I, I uh, kind of started to figure out who I was at that level. And honestly, like I look back and will occasionally rewatch some games at Utah State, and I'm just like, man, I'm a much better shooter. I would be a much better scorer now. Um, and I've really, really felt like I've gotten a lot better. And, you know, as soon as I get healthy, I'm going to continue to work like that, but just feel much more confident. You know, like I said, a year ago, I, to be honest, I had some doubts. wasn't sure if I really belonged in this league, but now I'm fairly confident that I do. Sam Merrill, Utah State, great current Memphis Grizzlies. Sam, with senior night tomorrow for this iteration of the Utah State Aggies, what was what's the moment that stands out to you, right? You have a, a very storied career, a lot of big shots. I know Ajay's going to ask about what is something if someone said number one memory, what is it for you at your time at Utah State? <laughs> well, aside from winning that last conference <laughs> championship <laughs> game, um, I just remember that that week, um, my junior year, we played San Diego State and Nevada at home and the Nevada game was, was great. Obviously it was incredible, but San Diego state game was a huge moment for us. Um, we had not beaten them since we had joined the conference. Uh, they had beaten us earlier in the season and it was that week where we felt like this is our, this is our chance right here. And I've, I know everyone knows I grew up an Aggie fan. I've, I've been to a lot of the iconic Utah state home games from the two thousands. I was at the, Nevada game from 2007, maybe 2008, when Chaz Spicer hit those free throws. Yeah, um, was that JC's? The night he broke the record, the scoring record. Was that his senior night? All a lot of those games I've been to, and that that game against San Diego State, like in that first half, we went on a little like 6-0 run, and the the building was shaking. Like I could feel it on the court that it felt like it was shaking. And I just got goosebumps being like, finally, after three years of working our tails off and, you know, going through some ups and downs, like we're finally back. That's, that was a special moment for me. I've got dead chills. Like I honestly got chills <laughs> as he said that. Uh, Sam, uh, I do want to ask you a couple questions before we close this up. I, I know you've got things to do and we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate joining us. Yes. Uh, but uh, the first question, Justin Bean, Brock Miller wrapping up their careers. You got a chance to see Justin Bean grow right in front of your eyes and you were a big part of him growing up on the basketball court. What has it been like to see them grow and now complete their careers as an Aggie? Yeah, I mean, those two are special dudes. They're great friends of mine. Uh, love those two to death. I'll start with Brock. Like Brock was a pretty high recruit coming in and um, just the way that he's fought through his back issues is pretty, pretty special. Um, he's, he's been a part of some really, really good teams. It's been an important part of some really good teams at Utah state and, I know for some reason he gets a lot of flack sometimes from fans, but I mean, what he has done going through his injuries, he's an incredible teammate. He brings it every day. He communicates, he plays really hard. Um, and he really cares about Utah state. And honestly, I didn't, I had heard, I didn't think he was coming back 
this year that when he got hurt. I know he's he's in a his back's in a bad spot. So for him to even come back this year and decide he's gonna try and finish this season out, like I hope he, he deserves a ton of credit. Like dude has worked so hard and has fought through some serious some serious pain. So really happy for him that he's back and he's gonna be able to finish it out. And I mean Justin I remember when he got when he got to Utah State, his first couple of days, um, we had a conditioning test, and he had just shown up, and he he looked just like a return missionary, like kind of looked like a little goon, and uh, <laughs> seemed kind of awkward. And he he dominated that conditioning test; like he was probably probably had the best score, I would think. Um, but he has grown so much as a player. Uh, um. He, he he was so quiet his first couple of years, and we tried really hard to get him to talk and communicate and be a leader because he's because ha- he has that in him. And I know now like he's he's grown so much as a leader. Obviously, a great player. We don't need to talk about what he does on the floor. His ability to to rebound and make plays and be a winning player, and the way that he has um, the way that he interacts with the fan base, like. I'm jealous. I, I I would have loved to have been a guy like that. It's just not really my personality. But like his ability to go out there and and talk with students before the game and go out into the community and do all that type of stuff. Like I I can't imagine the type of ovation he's going to get tomorrow night. Hopefully it's after a win. Um, but just really happy for those two. Hope they can finish the season out strong. All right, Sam. Final question. You've had a lot of great shots in your life and. You're one, like I said, you're one of the smartest players I ever saw play the game. Give me your three most memorable shots that you had in your Utah State Aggie career. Um, I would say, well, we know what number one is, so I would say. <laughs> yeah, the uh, game winner against, like in some <laughs> exhibition game, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to think about this for a half second. You're good. I'm throwing on the spot There's just here. so many of them. Andre. I know, right? <laughs> No, I don't know about that, but I played four years, played 140 games, quite a few. That's what I'm saying. Um, There's just a bunch to go through. How do you pick them? Pick just three out. I still um, think your transition three in against San Diego State in the when you guys kind of went on that run and you were starting to catch fire. I remember you're on the far side of the court, going from left to right, and you stop on a dime and you pull up like six, seven feet above the arc from the left wing and drill it. Still amazed me that you I, took that shot. I actually was. That was that came to my head right before you brought it up. I was actually going to say that that's because I had never taken a shot like that. Like I had taken transition threes, but never like that. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I was just had all the confidence in the world during that tournament. <laughs> like just felt like everything I threw up was going to go in. And yeah, you're right. That would probably be number two. And then number three, I will say. When I'm, I'm just thinking like late game shots. Uh, senior year at Colorado State, I think I hit a yes. three to put us up four with maybe twenty five seconds left. Yeah, something like that. Right, late, yeah. Right over my right over my boy Nico Carvacho, um, <laughs> and that was a big that was a big win for us. Um, so I'll say I'm sure there's something different, but I'll say that for right now. I love it. 
Sam, we can't thank you enough for joining us on the show. We know you're a busy guy, and we appreciate you so much. And not only that, but we appreciate everything you did for Utah State basketball and the way you always carried yourself here at Utah State University. You're always one of the most cherished uh, Utah State athletes ever, and that will be the case forever and ever and ever. And thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time. All right, Sam. Take care. That's Sam Merrill. We got to take a break. We'll you barely come... drooled. I'm impressed. I know. I'm proud of myself. I didn't fanboy too much. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour. We're going to go right into the second hour on the Full Court Press. It's the spring sports season. When your team looks good, they play better. Order team uniforms today from the Logo Shop. Lacrosse, soccer, baseball, softball, tennis, or track. Whatever your sport, call the Logo Shop. They've been designing team sports uniforms since 1990. No matter where your team works or works out, on the field, on the job site, or in the office. The Logo Shop. Logo stuff. The Logo Shop. Do you want to set yourself apart from the competition? A new leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take online interactive classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before March 15th to be considered for summer semester. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Hey everybody, this is Ryan from My Mattress. I wanted to give you an update on Lewiston and their sleeping habits real quick. They're doing amazing. They're sleeping in style. They're buying more beds than they ever have, but there is a little confusion with the citizens and they've hired a sleep doctor. And here are the questions they're getting asked. Are you drinking caffeine late at night? Are you going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time each morning? And do you have a mattress from My Mattress? Our invitation is still here, Lewiston. Buy a mattress from My Mattress today and sleep better tonight. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lessolson.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. AJ Nat, AJ Salveson, big thanks to Mr. Hartwell and to Sam Merrill for joining us here in the first hour. Don't forget that Dan Patrick's Above the Noise coming up in just moments is presented by Napa Auto Parts. Uh, Napa Spring Gold Filter Sales all coming up here starting on March 1st. All Napa Gold Filters up to 60% off. Go to Napa Auto Parts. 
where Napa knows how. Appreciate them and all five of their locally owned press in the Providence Napa Auto Parts stores for being a part of the full court press. We need to get a couple winners, Eric, uh, AJ. We got some. We got some tickets to give away. I'm sorry. Yeah, pair of winners here. Uh, five, six, three, four. Said my favorite Sam Merrill memories: the uh, last second dagger to win the Aggie second Mountain West Championship. I mean, who doesn't love it? Sam's favorite too. Amen. And then nine, three, one, five. When Sam had 32 points and five assists against Colorado. Okay, so those two. I will call you after the show. We will get your names and we will put those uh, tickets in wheel call for you tomorrow afternoon. And we got more tickets to give away. Dan Patrick coming up next. They got him. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Believe it or not, we're just a couple of days away from the NFL Combine. And the Combine provides players the power to make or break their draft stock. A blazing 40 could shoot you from unknown to a first-round pick. Just look at Chris Johnson and Darius Hayward Bay. Both players considered good prospects, but their performances at the Combine shot their stock all the way up into the first round. And in 2005, an unbelievable workout convinced the Jags to select Arkansas quarterback Matt Jones in round one to play wide receiver. The Combine's power isn't always positive, though. We've seen just as many players draft stock plummet as improve. DK Metcalf fell into round two, 2019. That was in part due to some poor numbers at the Combine. But Metcalf's success could also serve as a reminder. The Combine can severely affect your draft stock. At the end of the day, 40 times don't matter. All that matters is, can you play football? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Oh, yeah, we're back. A.J. not A.J. Salveson on 106.9 FM. 1390 AM, The Fan, on 1069thefan.com and on our streaming on our mobile app, 1069thefan. Oh, thank you so much for joining us here on a Friday. So good to be back. It's so good to be with you all. Uh, we had a great first hour. Yep. Uh, Utah State Athletic Director John Hartwell joined us. Uh, I, you know, we my introduced fa- him to Meatloaf. My favorite, yeah, we did. My favorite part about that interview, he interview, was him him getting a little hot about the expansion question. Yeah, he was respectful, right? Didn't throw any of the no, other ads under not. the bus, but he was like, "Hey, this is good." And all I could think while he was talking about it is he's right. Like, I, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm a pretty Boilermakers fan, where I graduated from. And you remember that year, Purdue came out and played Nevada. They won on that last second field goal. They had a bunch of Power Five wins that yeah, year. The Mountain yeah. West wins. And I love his. I, for me, I loved his thought of like, "Hey, look, we are not going to just get pushed around by Utah. We're not going to oh, be. Yeah. We're not going to be just. We're going to go well, to your place and not play here." To his point. To his point. If Oregon, 
if Oregon, not even Washington State, which he mentioned, if Oregon can come to to Logan, yeah, Utah can drag their butts an hour Amen. and a half up north. And I and I love the part where he said, "Look, if it was me and Craig Smith, we would have had this done." Yeah, that tells you where the 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 uh, stop is coming from. It'll be curious to see how that uh, the BYU deal unfolds as well with them going to the nine conference games, which means they only got mm-hmm. three. Non-conference games because obviously they've got they're like Notre Dame right Notre Dame had such an issue protecting its rivalries when they made the deal with the ACC and theirs I think they only have to play five five football games with the ACC's the deal they struck but even still like the Michigan Michigan State Purdue Stanford USC Navy they have issue kind of protecting those year in and year out so I'm kind of curious to see how that unfolds. Uh, all right, so we had John Hartwell, Sam Merrill, and by the way, it was great to talk to Sam to get an update on him. Yeah. Unfortunate about the ankle surgery. We hope that he gets better. Uh, he'll be able to get back on the court and get at it, uh, what he's doing best, and that's playing basketball. He's with a good team. Yeah, he is, and we wish him all the best. It was great to hear his voice, though, and obviously his thoughts on uh, Justin Bean and Brock Miller. Speaking of which, in about, uh, say, 16 minutes, we're going to have uh, lead assistant for Utah State men's basketball, Nate Dixon's going to join us here on the Full Court Press. We're going to get his thoughts on the uh, Colorado State game and obviously this season so far as well. And, Ajay, I, we got more tickets to give away, which Ajay's going to get to in a second for that game tomorrow night. Obviously, we're going to talk to Coach Dixon about Utah State and senior night and all that. Can we reiterate real quick? Yes. There is also a home game that's a women's game tomorrow, too. At 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock. So, you get a double dip a little bit yep. tomorrow. Go to the Utah State women's basketball game. Go support the Utah State women's basketball team. Uh, as they try to get a win over Nevada, go home, take a nap, get a lunch break, take a late snack, and then come back to the Spectrum at 8.30 and come be part of a national broadcast game, Colorado State, Utah State Senior Night for the men's basketball team. Brock Miller, Justin Bean, and Brandon Horvath will be honored in that game. Um, come watch them and come support them, and let's be rowdy as the Utah State Aggies try to get a big, big win over the Colorado State Rams before they finish up their season in San Jose State to take on the Spartans next Thursday evening. Speaking of Justin Bean, let's give the requirements here to give away the last of these tickets. So here's a dealio cheerio. No tricks, no jokes, no Wikipedia. All right, here's what we are doing for you. I've got two sets of pairs. Yeah, two pairs of tickets. Two pairs. We got to get rid of these. Uh, 9315's already won a pair. 5634's won a pair. They did. Here's what you got to do. Give us your favorite Justin Bean memory. Of his career. What is the what is a Justin Bean memory you have? Text into 435-339-0321. That's our Gil Mortgage text line. 435-339-0321. I'm actually kind of curious to see this because don't be wrong. Justin Bean Justin Bean is a great player. I don't he's as AJ said, he's in his Aggie top ten. But like he's a great player by doing the stuff maybe you don't notice. Like his stat line, didn't it Mark, tell me I'm wrong, AJ. But I feel like, like he's put up impressive stats, but they're like some of the quietest stats you've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. They're apt they're absolutely you don't notice it. Can I tell you my favorite Justin Bean? Memory? I would love it. NCAA tournament three years ago, 2019, Utah State's playing Washington in Columbus, Ohio. Right. I'm sitting courtside uh, for this game, and uh, Justin Bean checks into the game. Now, just before this, their big power forward, or no, their big uh, guard, uh, Matisse Thibel, almost had a poster dunk over Namiya Shketa, like put him on a poster. Missed the dunk, ball went over the backboard. Like, I'm sitting next to Chris Webber, and he grabs my arm. And I'm like, okay, hey, I don't know if you should be grabbing my arm. Uh, Are you okay? But, yeah, he grabs my arm and he's like, oh, my gosh. And so Namiish ends up getting the foul. They sub Namiish out and they bring Justin Bean in. As Justin Bean's coming onto the court, 
one of the forwards looks at his teammate for Washington and he starts laughing. And he's like, and he points at Justin like, who's this guy? Justin Bean comes in on a missed shot from Sam Merrill, goes off the side of the rim. Justin Bean just boxes this guy out. I mean, flattens the guy. Guy hits the ground, looks up at Justin, who grabs a one-handed rebound, outlets to Abel. Uh, we come out of that. No cream filling, please. We're getting <laughs> Ajay, donuts. Ajay getting the star treatment right now. Oh, absolutely. I'll take one. Take, Thank take you. Two, they're small. Oh, man, that's not, that's, that's not small. That's big. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Ache, I want story time. Come on. So he's boxing out. And so Justin Bean boxes his guy out. Uh, and then after the game, uh, they're, in, they're doing their media. like, And, and, right. I, and I went over there. I, I uh, went and asked a couple Washington State guys. Uh, I asked the one guy about Justin Bean. I said, hey, you saw number 34, Justin Bean, come on the court. What would you think of him? And he goes, guy's the toughest man. On the court, <laughs> learn that lesson. He's real the quick, toughest dude on the court, and his eyes are wide, and he's just shaking his head like, "Who did? Where did that guy come from?" Like he couldn't believe it. And then Justin Bean turns into this. I mean, the guy was a walk-on. Yep. Turned to scholarship player, as did Abel Porter on the same day. Yep. Uh, and then becomes one of the most loved. Uh, honestly, like, look, as great as Sam Merrill is, as great as the Mishkeda is. Justin Bean, knowing what he lost from last year's team and coming back yep. and saying, I'm going to come back and finish my career as an Aggie, will always mean so much more to me and always endear me and endear Aggie Nation to him because he chose to come back. All right, can you contextualize this? I think this is a winner as long as this isn't a joke. 5242 said Justin Bean playing with a pirate eye patch. No, that's true. So Justin Bean, he's actually playing with a black mask too. Because he got his nose broken. And then he broke it in summer camp again. And, in fact, he told us on the show he broke it. And it hadn't been announced yet. And he's like, yeah, I broke my nose accidentally again. <laughs> I was like, you what? <laughs> and so, yeah, he played. No, it's serious. He played with the eye patch. He's, yeah, 5242 is absolutely right. 5242 gets a pair of tickets. We've got, got one it. more pair and one more four-pack. We'll get the four-pack later on away. Uh, one more pair of tickets. Uh, What's your favorite Justin Bean memory? Give us, yeah, keep, yeah, keep them coming. What does uh, 8945 say? I, uh, Justin Bean is my hero because of his rebounding, but most importantly, his ability to hit the three. Yeah. Uh, it's been nice to see uh, nice to see some guys hit a three. I mean, he. I mean, that's the thing, too. Where uh, the, That's the thing, too, Ajay, is talking about – you tell me the last time this happened, but I think we're going to see three straight years of an, Aggies being dra- of an Aggie being drafted. Excuse me. According to a couple of uh, NBA analysts, they have Justin Bean going – Getting going into the NBA as a draft pick. That'd be the first time ever that we'll have three straight Aggies into the NBA draft, which would be phenomenal. And for Justin Bean, like the guy works his butt off, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, 5242 asked where we can pick these up. So for all the winners, AJ is going to call you, get you set up at Will Call tomorrow. Yeah. So what I'll do, and by the way, at Will Call, you'll pick up these tickets. Will Call is across. From the spectrum, it's at the Wayne Estes Center. Yeah, good, good note. You'll go there and you'll pick up these tickets. I'll call you as soon as our show's over, and we'll get you taken care of. Five two four two. Here's, go ahead. I would say here's our last pair winner, and then we'll have a four pack a little bit later. Uh, three two six one. The putback with point two seconds left to win over South Florida. Don't need tickets. Just love Bean. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I That's freaking the Bean love that. Of oh, I love that. Three, two, six, one. That and that putback was sweet too because Justin Bean found himself at the right place at the right time, 
and uh, he had a great game that night. But people forget how good his game was that day. He was phenomenal in the post for the Aggies. Zero six four six text in uh, says hi. Beans ability to walk on, be a rebounding specialist, and morphing into a full scoring threat. Great worker since JC and Sam. I mean, there's no, I mean, you. You just talk about he's he's gone from walk on to NBA draft pick. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know about his work ethic. All right, eight nine four five. Since you were the first to text in, we're going to give you these tickets. So I've got eight nine. I got to write all these numbers down now and catch up here. Uh, we do have a four pack to give away as well. We'll give that four pack uh, to away uh, uh, later on. What's up? Five, five two, two four two. Justin Mina too, so you can give them to somebody else. All right. Uh, oh, are you sure five two? I mean, we're happy to give these to you. Honestly, don't you want? You don't want the tickets five two four two? I've got them. It's up to you. Leave it up to you. All right. Uh, AJ, big yes, game sir. tomorrow night. Utah yes, State, sir. Colorado State. Roddy uh, and Hottie um, and uh, what's the guard's name, dude? Uh, Isaiah Stevens. Right. These guys are quality first Mountain West Conference player caliber guys. Utah State's going to have to be good, but you brought up a great point off air. You're saying they're going to have to win the game in the post. Explain what you were talking about. Well, I mean, you think about so Justin Bean, right? I mean, who's that guy? We weren't talking about him for 10 minutes right now. But um, you, it, that's where it starts, I think, for Utah State. You got to get Horvath going, obviously, and then Justin Bean, but. Uh, um, Utah State, I think that's the key for them. A couple of stats that stand out to me: uh, Utah State's twelve and two on the year, when four more players score in double figures. Uh, Utah State's magic number has been seventy this season. Every Aggie victory has come when USU has scored seventy or more points in a game. So they got to get going. But I think their game works from inside out. Ashworth, I think, had a really good season. But I mean, you know, you know who teams are going to key in on: Justin Beam, first, second, and third. So if you can get that going and generate that inside-out game, I think it just opens things up. And now, especially, and, and we'll see how much he'll play. But getting Brock Miller back just gives you another starter, another reliable shooter uh, on the outside. But you got to you got to get it going down in the post. And actually since we since we're talking about Justin Bean so much, uh how about this? He's the first player since Ben Simmons to score average more than 18 points, 9 and a half rebounds, 2 and a half assists and 1 and a half steals per game while shooting 55% of the floor. Bean and Simmons <laughs> are the only players to do that since the 92-93 season. Holy cow. He's also one more double double away from I believe tying for third all time. That's that's amazing. He's the man. That's amazing. Uh, Brandon Horvath is going to have to be good. Turnovers are going to have to be kept to a premium because Colorado State loves to run in transition. And look, uh, you know, I'm not going to be there. Well, I'm, I'll probably see some of it, but I very unlikely I'm going to get ejected. How about limiting some of the fouls? Oh, wait, sorry. That's a note for the Mountain West referees. My bad. Yeah. How do you deal with, you know, <laughs> not getting respect? You're going to have to ask Coach Dixon about that when we get him on. Yeah, how do I ask that? Like, hey, couldn't you get respect? I mean, I don't know how to – how how about you frame it this way? How close are you to getting a T each time the foul disparity is like twenty technicals? For so the he's other, already gotten one technical team. on the season. Well, I mean, he's he pointed at the scoreboard because he, he pointed at the jumbotron. The referee goes, "Look at the replay," and the ref's like, "That's it, technical." Okay, that's let's be honest. Unless there was a no-no words in there that he didn't tell in the revisit of that story, that that can't be enough. No, that's true. He if but, if the coach pointed the jumbotron, really. I did not know that. As a replay, it is a technical foul. Uh, you and I almost saw a fan get ejected, though, this season for 
I, uh, oh, they man. were pretty. They were pretty aggressive, but they didn't say anything over the line. And all as far I as did I'm is concerned. I said the ref looked like Robert De Niro. I thought that was a compliment, and I got an email from the Mount West well, Conference. It, it depends on which Robert De Niro. Like now, Robert De Niro, or like heyday Robert De Niro. He's still dang good at his job. I, I don't, don't know disagree. what the problem is. I don't man. disagree. Yeah, yell that for that. Are you serious? All right. Uh, let's take. Let's see here. Let's take a break now. When we come back, we're gonna get Nate Dixon on the phone because he's got to get going. Yeah, he's got a lot to, to get ready for uh, as the uh, Aggies get. Ready for Colorado State tomorrow night. We'll give away a four pack later on. We also got to talk Utah Jazz basketball. Yep. They got a game against the Mavericks in the season or the second half of the season team. opener. We'll get to that and much, much more here on the Full Court Press on 1069. Uh oh, mouse. There we go. 1069, the fan. On here, the Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant. Restaurant.com for reservations today. Getting engaged? For more than a century, SC Needham Jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings. For five generations, we've been selling natural diamonds. Now making history, we're excited to introduce lab-grown diamonds to our selection. These are beautifully cut diamonds and are man-made. They do save you money. Come examine these new diamonds, then select the perfect ring. You'll get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers middle of the block at the sign of the clock for many business owners and operators there's never been more challenging times to be in business we get it we started out as a small business more than a hundred years ago if it weren't for people who believed in us there wouldn't be a dl evans bank and through a great depression and several recessions we've never stopped believing in the businesses that are the lifeblood of the communities we serve in times like these it's good to have a bank like this dl evans bank This is Community Banking. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 22822. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most, to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Confused about what Medicare benefits you're eligible for? Need help understanding your Medicare Advantage coverage? It can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let us help. 
call 752-9493. We have the experience and knowledge to help you feel comfortable and get the most out of Medicare. There's never a cost to work with us. Let us be your advocate. Learn more at lssins.com or call 752-9493. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. AJ Adam AJ Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM The Fan, 106.9thefan.com, and on our free mobile app, 106.9thefan. Uh, Utah State men's basketball season's already down the stretch. Two games left to go and a big one tomorrow night inside the spectrum against Colorado State, a team that is really top 25 caliber. And joining us here on the Full Court Press, lead assistant to the Utah State men's basketball staff, it is Nate Dixon here on the line. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. Uh, Coach, big one tomorrow night. Obviously, Colorado State seems to be a massive problem. Two guys that are competing not only uh, for a chance at a conference championship, but two guys on this team in uh, Stevens and in Roddy who could be first-team All-Mount West Conference. What have you seen out of the squad? Um, you know, they're, they're very good. I mean, obviously, their, their record speaks for itself. Uh, you know, they, they, they've had a very good run. Um, what are they, 23 and 5 or 22 and 4? I think they're 22 and 4 off the top of my head. And, you know, with four losses, that's pretty good in a very, very, very tough Mountain West Conference. They've proven over and over that, you know, they can excel uh, in a lot of different areas. And, you know, Roddy and, and has really stepped it up the last several games. I know he's, uh, you know, he's, he, uh, he's a guy that you can go to. And, you know, they've got other guys. Stevens, Kendall Moore is actually starting to play different offensively, a little more aggressive late in the games. And, you know, it's pretty unique to watch uh, them grow. I mean, Roddy's averaging, I'm, I'm looking here now, it's like 21 and a half, I think, we talked about it yesterday in our meeting, and, you know, in the last five games, that's a pretty good numbers, 21 and a half and like seven and a half rebounds. It's pretty good. So, you know, they're four and one in those five games, and they've had a tough stretch. And, you know, obviously they had a close game with Wyoming the other night at home, and, you know, then, they, then they've had Boise. I mean, they've had a tough stretch, but you know what? We have too. So, um, you know, the Mountain West is very challenging this year. You know, they'll be a formidable opponent, um, and we look forward to it. Coach, you had a close one with them the last time you played, 77-72 at their place. What were some of the things that have changed for Utah State and some of the things you've seen change for them now in this matchup, what, almost a month and a half later? Well, you know, they, they still are, are one of the uh, – you know, they don't they don't turn the ball over. They're very good at that. They take care of the ball. They're very efficient on offense. They're one of the better couple of teams offensively in our league on number points. Um Field goal percentage, it's above 50 on offense, and, and we both kind of compare. We're at like 52 or 53, and they're at like 52. We're basically a couple point percentages, uh, tenths of a point, you know, away from each other. But they're they're very good offensively. They're 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 better defensively than a lot of people, numbers wise. Give them credit for being, uh, you know, they really do a good job. I mean, they they spread you. They're tough. You know, the physicality of the game will certainly be an issue. Uh, that we will have to contend to. And, you know, when the ball goes up, we're going to have to, you know, hold ground. And, you know, we're going to have to fight Roddy in the post. And Roddy's been shooting a lot of threes and making threes. So that poses another challenge. So, You guys get Brock Miller back. He played 13 minutes against New Mexico, went one of three from the field. I'm sure it was good to see him come back. What does he do for the squad on the court? 
you know, on the court, off the court, because obviously he's only played now in two games uh, this conference season now with two left in the regular season. And, you know, having him the first uh, game go out, you know, he didn't shoot the ball well. He, you know, he didn't play Brock Miller light. But, you know, he brings he brings a level of just stretching the floor because, you know, he, he, he can really shoot the ball when he's, when he's going. Um, and he has confidence to shoot it, which helps our offense um, with spacing. But he just he, he's better defensively than people think. You know, Brock just knows how to play. He knows how to use his angles. He knows how to use his strength. You know, we've really missed him. Um, doesn't mean our other guys haven't stepped up and it's helped our program. But getting him back, I mean, he's just a leader, you know, on and off the court doing the right things. I mean, actually, he's his wife's due in the next week, uh, you know, to have their first child. And so he's got a lot on his plate. It's good to see him have him back. And, you know, he's always smiling. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. You know, he didn't know how much coach was going to play him the other night. He got 13 minutes, and, you know, he really gave us a good boost. You know, we need we need that right now. You know, we've been up and down here lately, and we needed some uh, a good boost of energy, and he certainly gave it to us. And, you know, we feel like he'll do the same thing here down the stretch. So, Coach Dixon from Utah State Men's Basketball. Speaking of that up and down, Coach, what is the difference you've seen in your team, right? Because it's just kind of a roller coaster situation, right? You guys had all those close games, like – single-digit scores, and he went on that streak, and now like, some of these games have started to get away from you. What have you seen that's been the difference in the Aggies in those kind of three stretches? Well, I'll tell you what. We've we've had a lot of injuries that people don't really think much about, and we don't try to dwell on them because, you know, it's kind of next-man-up mentality with Coach and the staff and, you know, how he likes to do things. And, you know, you recruit kids and or kids that are in your program. Obviously, we inherited a lot. And, you know, these guys are good kids. They work hard. They've got, you know, we just got to finish out of close games. I mean, I know going in to the Wyoming game four games ago, we were we were one of the last. We were three fifty two or three fifty three in luck. You know, I, none of us really believe in luck. You know, it's kind of like you, you know, it's a weird weird statistic that that I never looked at until I finally did there because there's other teams in our league that are top ten in the country in it. So, you know, luck I guess is if you're supposed to win the game by two, then you lose by two or whatever. You know, it's a one-basket game. But there was a point where there were six games that we had, we had lost, and it was 21 points in the league. So, you know, we've had, we've had our share of close ones, but we've also had our share of injuries or sicknesses. You know, Brandon and Dean were out a little bit with some sickness before we played a league game three or four back. Um, weren't sure we were going to have them for the game. You know, Riley goes out with a concussion. Brock's been out with a back. Um, you know, we've obviously had other injuries as well, but it's, you know, it's just a matter of can you get everybody healthy and make a run here, you know, uh, in, in the conference tournament or certainly here at the end of the season, try to you know, get on an upward swing going into it. So, you know, we're excited. Last game was the first time we've had everybody back since uh, the first of, really the first of January. December 29th, Brock goes down. We haven't had everybody. We've been one two or three starters out the whole conference season until the other night. So, uh, Coach, another distraction for a player who's dealing with some adversity right now off the court, and that's Max Shulga with his family living in Ukraine and Ukraine going what they're going through. Um, how is Max doing as a player, and how does the team try to comfort Max um, with his family so far away? You know, it's kind of funny. I think everybody in their own way has sent you know Max messages or asked him at practice. Um I was actually with Max a little bit last night after practice, and, and he said, you know, it's the first time he's really concerned a little bit. You know, I think it's just it's hit home now that it's in the national media differently, and you see, you know, the lights lighting up and certainly, obviously, the attacks going on 
on TV is a little different than hearing the news that it could happen or, you know, it's headed that direction. So, you know, we're praying for him. We've told him we're here for him. You know, I know that the first time yesterday is, you know, he did say, you know, my family's safe. Um, I do have concerns, obviously. You know, we do for everyone in that country. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's hard for students and student athletes that are across the country in the U.S. here and having to watch that at home. But, you know, he says they're safe. They, they, they're not. He told me last night, um, he said they are not, they're not seeing things, but they're hearing the noises. But he said they actually are all there. Um, and so far, so, you know, they're safe. And wow. hopefully, yeah. you know, God, God's will, they, you know, things work out there but we all need to pray for this this is this kind of a scary time over there for for everyone so no that's that's crazy i mean hard to stay focused but coach if as tough as it is we move back to the basketball court uh you guys of course got colorado state tomorrow night you close out with san jose state then we're in the mountain west tournament and i'm curious obviously you and coach odom and that staff comes and you guys get brandish and deservedly so with that huge win in the march tournament this utah state program has had some real success the last few seasons in the Mountain West Tournament. How do you combine kind of the veteran players who've been through it multiple times like Justin Bean with your guys' experience in terms of preparing for this new conference tournament for your staff? Yeah, it's, it's kind of unique. Last night, actually, um, I was on the phone with someone, and, and, and they said, you know, Bean and, and, and Brock have been through it and won championships, and it's exactly right. That's kind of the point of your question. Uh, you know, you got to rely on those guys to be leaders, you know, and they, they certainly have been all year. And, you know, whether it's on the court, off the court, in practice, in film, in scouting, you know, they, they really, you know, seem to lock in with this group. And I think the group is excited because they know that we have a lot of potential. You know, now we just got to put the potential on the scoreboard here. You know, the, the, the last, you know, two to plus games here, obviously, we got into the tournament. And, you know, we just, we've got to find a way to close games in tight situations. We've got to find a way to take care of the ball. We've got to find a way to get a stop when we need it. You know, and, and I think that, you know, their experience having won a lot of games in that tournament and actually in a tournament setting, you know, they had a success a few years ago down in, in, in Jamaica. We were actually there when we were at UNBC on uh, the other bracket and the other side. And, you know, they had success there. They've had success, obviously, we did in Myrtle Beach this year. Um, you know, and COVID obviously, you know, put a damper on some tournaments last year um, overall. But these guys have won. You know, in those type settings, they understand what it takes. And, you know, Coach will do a great job. He always does in preparing. And it's really it's just one game at a time. You know, you, you, you win, you advance. And you can't worry about the next game. You worry about the one at hand and the one that you have that day and prepare the best you can for it and give the best effort. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to what we can do, uh, you know, with a setting like that because we've had success and we've got – leaders and we got a team and, and a coach that really is looking forward to it so i know you're a no no excuse kind of a team and a no excuse kind of a coaching staff as well but uh, the free throw disparity on the road has been very significant both at boise and uh, wyoming combined you gave up 60 free throws uh and credit to your team and your squad you guys still hung in those games and kept it close i, I don't know how else to ask this question coach but do you guys feel like you got respect from the mount west conference from the officials or do you feel like that's something you have to earn still well, I just think in general, you know, you, you, you know, if we're on the other side of it, you know, we feel better or different, you know, and I think that you just have to, you know, as a coaching staff, you have to figure out ways not to foul. You know, we've talked a lot about it. Coaches really, you know, put an emphasis on that. Um, 
you know, and, and, and not getting our hands in at times and, you know, using our chest more, which are, you know, things that we need to do better that other teams are doing. And, you know, all you can do is do your best, try to do what we're about. You know, we certainly need to limit those fouls and putting guys on the foul line. And, you know, but we've also got to be able to draw them ourselves, you know. And, you know, with the way the, the game's flowing, you know, there's certainly, you know, uh, an oddness to the flop call that's being called, you know, on both ends um, for us or any team in our league, you know, that that um, flop call's kind of taken away some things with people feeling like they can take a charge or, or you know, put their body in there. So sometimes those are, you know, getting there. We just got to make sure that we don't commit too many fouls early in the halves where they get in a bonus early, and that's really been a focus, you know, coming out of the second half, not getting them in a bonus early. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's just what you're battling on the road. We just got to find a way to, to overcome the adversity. And, you know, if the refs are calling it, you know, tighter, then we got to be a little bit, you know, less aggressive with our hands. Um, if the refs are being a little more loose and letting things away, then obviously you can get away with it. But you got to adjust because every, every ref staff, every, every crew that does the games, they're all different, you know, and, you know, you can't expect them to be the same because coaches, you know, we're all the same uh, in regards to, you know, giving refs sometimes too much of a hard time. But, you know, you just got to play within what's being called in the game. And, you know, we'll do that, make adjustments. We just got to foul less, in all honesty. I mean, you know, we got to do better with our chest and our feet and less with our hands. Uh, Steven Ashworth has now inserted himself in the starting lineup as a starting point guard after Allen Jones was injured and he's come back. Was that a decision based on the fact of what you've seen out of Ashworth? Or is that out of something you said, you know, Rylan right now coming off the bench helps us more? Well, Coach just made the decision that we, you know, we when Rylan was out, obviously we didn't want that to happen. You know, you don't want it to happen to anyone that's, you know, that's a member of your program, much less a, a valuable starter. But, you know, Coach made the decision that, you know, we had played pretty good on that stretch there, and he didn't want to disrupt it. And Ryland's a, Ryland's a team player. He gets it. He wants to win. It's all he cares about. So, you know, he, he made the decision that, you know, at the moment, you know, and there, there may be adjustments here as we move forward, you know, game to game. And, you know, I think that it's, it's um, for us, it's just something that Coach decided that, you know, as he wanted to stick with, Um Nothing wrong with Riley. He's still playing almost the same number of minutes. So, you know, just like don't mess with it. That's kind of coaches. You know, he's been a lot like that through the years um, that I've been with him. He he kind of sticks with guys. He doesn't like to mess with a routine. And you know, but Ryland's good with it. And, and you know, Ryland. I mean, if something happens and Ryland needs to step back in, he's he's ready to go. And he's certainly done that. You know, coming off the bench. So, Coach Nate Dixon from Utah State Men's Basketball. Coach, I don't want to. I don't want to gloss by the season. There's still some several games to be played. If I can ask you, Utah is a unique situation as a, a, a someone who moved here myself. It's unique, and so in terms of the recruiting and stuff like that, how would you guys evaluate, um, or, or maybe how would you change what you do in year two as opposed to year one coming into this just different setting, sports world in terms of recruiting and such? Well, you know, I think here they. they, they the guys that have had success have really not deviated much from the, the, the plan of, you know, the kind of kids that fit the culture here and fit what coach wants, you know, and that's, that's obviously, you know, a mix of, of, of LDS mission kids that have come back and had great success here at Utah state. You know, they're, they're older, they're more mature. They understand it. They, they get what you're trying to do. Um, you know, they've grown up a little bit in life and, and had a great experience away so they come back, they're a little older, 
you know, and, and, and happy to play because they've been away from the game for a few years. They've had great success with that. They've had a great success with taking some high school kids, you know, and then mixing in JUCOs um, here, you know, and, and, and that's been the good balance. So, you know, Coach's plan is to not deviate from it. The difference is is that junior college now is almost Division One transfer portal. So, you know, instead of going and taking a, a two- or three-year JUCO kid that can play, you know, and make an impact, you hope, right away, you know, you can now, you know, try to take kids from the transfer portal, which is essentially a junior college because they can play right away. So that's deviated recruiting a little bit and put a wrench in it for a lot of people. And, you know, I, I actually have a soft spot because a lot of high school kids get left out right now with the way this thing's come about and with COVID. And, you know, it's hard for kids that have worked their whole lives to, to get, you know, an opportunity to try to play in college. And playing Division One all the way down to non-Division One, to Division Threes, you know, it's it's hard. It's harder than kids think to, to get at one of those positions. And we, you know, we're not going to deviate. Coach is not going to deviate. He's going to try to take the best player that fits the culture, that fits Utah State, and you know, that really wants to win. Because that's really at the end of the day, we want successful people on and off the court. We want high character kids, and we want good basketball players. Hey, Coach, final question. Obviously, tomorrow is senior night. You uh, honor three of them. Horvath, uh, Brock Miller, Justin Bean. Uh, I know you've only been able to spend one year with uh, with Bean and Miller, but what have you seen of those two and how much they've meant to Utah State University in the basketball program? I really hope, and, and we said this as a staff, you know, um, the last couple of nights we've been out recruiting a little bit and, and you know, I've seen some, some people that are, you know, and I, I hate to say, but I just hope that this place is full tomorrow night. Um, what those guys mean to this program is um, probably unheard of. Um, you know, those two guys have come in here and, and won a lot of basketball games. Um, they're certainly a uh, leader on the court, off the court, in the community. You ask those guys to do anything on this campus or in this community, they're the first to do it. Um, they're very well spoken. They were raised, you know, by great families. And we've been blessed, to be honest with you, to be able to come here and just be one season of what they've brought to this university. It's, it's actually unheard of, but it'll be a, it'll be a, uh, somewhat of an emotional night, even though we've only been around them, you know, nine, 10 months, 11 months. You know, it'll still be sad because, um, you know, you gotta let those guys, move on to the rest of their lives and careers with sports and their careers with their families. And, uh, you know, but to say what they bring to this program, I don't know how you can even describe it in a word. It's just, um, you know, it's, um, it's special what they've meant to this program. And, you know, I think they value what the people before them meant to this program and what they brought. And I think those guys have certainly carried the torch on. And hopefully, you know, someone else will follow. No better way to wrap it up than right there. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Go raise hell tomorrow night. Good luck against Colorado State. Thanks for your time. Go at All right, big thanks to Coach Dixon and appreciate his time. Sounded uh, like you got a little choked up there. Huh? Talking about those seniors a little yeah, bit? Yeah. I, I think that kind of tells you all you need to know about being a Miller, right? You spend one year with those guys and you're like, yeah. Yeah, well, pretty, no, let's not forget too. Obviously, special. you know, not we're not leaving off Horvath. He just hasn't been around as long, so no, so it's not yeah, quite the attachment. You, but he has been with Horvath. Yeah, and 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 again, Bean didn't have to stay. If Bean would have left, nobody would have been like, "Man, you're a sellout, man. Look at you leave. What a jerk." No one would have blamed him for that. No. Yeah. Bean instead, you know what? I'm gonna be an Aggie. 
and I'm going to make sure I end my career the right way, and I'm going to make sure I am the leader of this team. And, I'm, and, and, you know, Sam said it. He's like, look, the guy wasn't vocal at first, and you go look at him on the court now, he's vocal on the court. Yeah. He is the leader, bar none, hands down, twice on Sunday, he is the guy. Well, it's like that Tim Duncan thing, right? When, and they said and the same thing about Brady, right? When your coach gets on the star player and the star player says, you know, yes, sir, and does it, nobody else has the same excuse. Same thing with Justin Bean. You don't, th- you don't think that Coach Anderson come, or excuse me, Coach Odom comes down on him, and he's not like, oh yeah, I could do this or I'll run that. Like it, you, it just it sets the tone for the rest of the team. All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we still have a four pack of tickets we got to give yeah, away. We We're do. gonna get those out of our hands and into your hands, one of your lucky hands. We'll have four tickets tomorrow night's game, Colorado State, Utah State. By the way, according to Jacob Nielsen of the Statesman, this game is sold out. Ooh, there are no tickets no way to get in. left. So uh, we got four tickets, and that's the only way to get in. <laughs> you saying Hakamaje? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, AJ Knight. AJ Knight, AJ Southton. It's a full court press on 106.9 The Fan. This keeping on the down low here is the Dan Patrick Show. I know a lot of people have talked about who should have been the MVP. Cooper Cup got it, but this is what you have to understand. I think with the votes being tabulated before the two-minute warning, I thought that Aaron Donald was the most valuable player. Cooper Cup, you know, he did what you wanted him to do with Odell Beckham not being in there. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the spring sports season. When your team looks good, they play better. Order team uniforms today from the Logo Shop. Lacrosse, soccer, baseball, softball, tennis, or track. Whatever your sport, call the Logo Shop. They've been designing team sports uniforms since 1990. No matter where your team works or works out, on the field, on the job site, or in the office. The Logo Shop. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon Blotter and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. 
now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Dr. Eric Lund is a local orthodontist and relies on the Cash Valley Media Group to help spread the word to the folks of Cash Valley. I had one simple message that I wanted to get out, and the radio is the only way to do it if you live here. It's the best. Anything surprise you about being on the radio? Honestly, it was the amount of people that responded to the radio app. Visit CashValleyMediaGroup.com or call 752-1390. It's a professional, good experience. Helping you grow your business. Cash Valley Media Group. Helping your business grow. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mount West Motor, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership, is located at 615 North Main Street. Great selection of trucks and SUVs specially customized for your next adventure. Whether it's hauling trailers, kids, or roaming the mountains, Mountain West Motor has a unique selection of vehicles. Visit mwmotor.com or stop by 615 North Main Street in Logan. Big thanks to Coach Nate Dixon for joining us here on the Full Court yes. Press, getting us ready for Utah State, Colorado State, coming up tomorrow night, 8.30, FS1. Actually, make it like 8.45. Yeah, that's what Mr. Harwell yeah, said. And I would not bypass that thought at all. Uh, all right, AJ, we have a four-pack of tickets. Now, again, Jacob Nilton of the Statements has reported that when the, he went and asked what a ticket availability is left, they said, none. It's out. They're Sold done. Sold out. So, we got four tickets here, folks, and we got to give them away. It's a four-pack to tomorrow night, Utah State, Colorado State, men's basketball game. AJ, how do we give these away? Well, we're about to talk about the Jazz, and I know, kind of a touchy subject for you. So, I it just it is. It's a, it's a touchy subject. Can we get a can we get a No, I don't want to do jazz memories cuz that's just going to go bad. Every time we do that, it just, it just you guys south. get sad about it yeah. and I feel bad. And I love to burn people on that. I'm like, "Yeah, do you remember when we blew a 3-1 yeah, lead?" Yeah, you're twice? the worst about that. Or do you remember they're when so we just bad. absolutely, you know, Jordan didn't push off and Russell slipped? How about this? Okay. Since we're talking about the NBA, yeah. who is the player on the NBA 75th anniversary team you disagree with most? Ah. I got at that a little bit last yes. week. Yes. We okay. get to talk a lot about that. Ask that question again and then text in to 435-339-0321. Go. So who is the player on the NBA 75th anniversary team that you disagree with being on that list the most? And give us a reason why. Uh, yeah, obviously. We need a reason why. Text in at 435-339-0321. Two one to win a four pack of tickets to Utah State Colorado who, State tomorrow night. Refresh, who was the one on there that you had a huge problem with? Uh, Dominique Wilkins. I thought there was somebody else. Anthony I mean, that Davis. Was, that's wrong. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You don't think he should be on the seventy fifth team? Seventy five players. No. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, it's uh, is it, this is this is where they get tricky. Dwight Howard didn't make it, and Look, Dwight I, Howard was a 2020 guy. I nightly. don't disagree. It's where you get if your argument is as of right now he's not one of the top 75. Maybe because it's still young, but he's gonna be there. He's going to be in the what top 25 for sure. I mean, Kevin Durant is always going to be the the freak of an athlete because he's seven feet tall. He can shoot like a guard, all that. But I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo is not far behind. I know he can't shoot, but I mean, talk about physical force. <laughs> uh, five four five two. Text in me, please. Ad, he's too glass. <laughs> Six eight three four Anthony Davis and it isn't even close. Two nine four five Anthony Davis, Mister Glass. 
it doesn't say something about you. I'm, you mentioned Anthony Davis, but does it say something about you? I asked who you had the biggest problem with, and you went with Dominique Wilkins before Anthony Davis. Yeah, it and might. It says a lot about you. By the way, Mr. Hartwell uh, is a Dominique Wilkins, like, loves Dominique. And when I tweeted out that Dominique is the exact same player as Blake Griffin, I never heard the end of it from Mr. Hartwell, you're wrong. and I still have it. Okay, uh, can I ask you this real quick, and then yeah. we'll talk about the Jazz? Yeah. So they took a picture afterwards, which I, I'm going to guess is because everybody gave him a big deal. But how about the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce snubbing Ray Allen at the the ceremony thing? Like, come on, guys, really? Yeah. Okay, but you know what? I love the pettiness. Like, we see like too many. Hey, bro, man. I know we're supposed to hate each other, but you're my BFFL, man. Let's do dinner after the game. I love KG and Paul like, nah, dude, we hate you. Well, see, the th- you left, and you went to Miami, and you beat us. I don't like you. I, I'm good with KG because that's, KG's always had that personality. Paul Pierce is, I just, Paul Pierce is such a faker. I will agree. <sighs> I will definitely agree to this. Absolutely. 9315, I heard someone say the Jazz could be moving to Vegas today, so now with AJ, that makes two that said it. I want AJ on, on this. <laughs> I, excuse me, thoughts. I don't see it happening. I really doubt it. I don't know, dude. Those uniforms are now being like, did you see the uniform change they're coming up with? Uh-uh. It's going to be all blacks and yellow. Interesting. I mean, I love – don't get me wrong. I get we got to add I'm jerseys just saying. to sell money. The the first the first city jerseys, the the not black ones that had the, the colors on them with the mountain stuff, those were, those were fire. Those were so good. Yeah. I don't think so. I think the NBA is going to expand more than anything, which is great because we have a bunch of terrible teams, so let's add a few more. <laughs> well, because, I mean, they built the stadium for the Kraken in Seattle specifically to host basketball, and everyone knows the Supersonics are going to come back at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody kept giving Vegas crap. Like, Vegas can't host a franchise. The Golden Knights are doing great. Seems like the Raiders are doing okay. I think Vegas is going to get a team. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, 5452. You just won yourself a pack of four. To tomorrow night's Utah State Colorado State men's basketball game, it's unfortunate. I feel like we should almost split the four between everybody that said AD immediately. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, four pack of tickets going to five four five two. I'll call you after during the commercial break or after the show, uh, and then you'll need to pick these up at will call tomorrow. Uh, we'll get that taken care of. Thanks so much for everybody else participating in today's show. Let's go ahead and take a break. Wrap it up. When we come back on the other side, get your final thoughts on Utah State, Colorado State. Get your predictions as well. Utah Jazz take on Dallas tonight. We'll get your thoughts on that. And then we'll uh, get on and get uh, on for the weekend here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. 2022 is all about you. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. It's time to take control of one of the most important parts of your life, your health. Sports Academy offers the largest variety of fitness equipment and group fitness classes like cycling, yoga, high fitness, Zumba, and water aerobics. Classes for all ages and abilities. Take control of your health and experience the difference at the Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. The Best of Northern Utah presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm, is back. Best of Northern Utah. Support your favorite businesses by nominating them now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Have a favorite restaurant? Nominate them. Love where you buy your car or where you get your hair done? Nominate them for Best of Northern Utah, the area's biggest celebration of local business. Couldn't live without your gym or your favorite plumber? Nominate them all right now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Best of Northern Utah. 
Do you want to set yourself apart from the competition? A new leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take online interactive classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before March 15th to be considered for summer semester. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Daryl's Appliance is the best place to buy Whirlpool appliances, and we just sweeten the pot. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. Receive our exclusive $200 mail-in rebate on select Whirlpool air fry ranges and over-the-range microwaves. Wait, there's more. Double dip with our presidential savings going on now. It's as good as it sounds. This is a limited-time offer, so hurry in. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now, look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, I, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Full Court Press, AJ Knight, Ajay Salison. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed being along the ride with you guys and having the great interviews Appreciate everybody being a part of it. By the way, special thanks to our uh, athletics department up at Utah State, Doug Hoffman and Kyle Cottom, for allowing us to do those interviews. Yeah. Uh, Doug Hoffman helped us get John Hartwell, and then Kyle Cottom helped us get Nate Dixon. Uh, really appreciate the, the their SID apartment allowing us to have them as part of our show. Talk Aggies with you. Oh, it's just so cool to get to, to pull the veil. And then it was so cool because, you, you know, obviously I would think Coach Dixon, right, he's got attachment, he's here. But to hear him, Ajay and I both agree, sound like get a little choked up talking about the seniors, even yep. though he's only been here one season, I think, like you said, says a lot about being, but it's really cool to see, obviously, a coach invested that much. 6834 text into our Gil Mortgage text line. James Harden, because he doesn't actually play basketball, he just gets fouled in his fat. Oh. One James Olive Garden Harden. Yeah, AJ came up with that, and I love it. Do you think that partnership will work? No, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah, it's going to work just as much as Russell Westbrook with <laughs> LA Lakers. I just, I just don't see it. Embiid's on an MVP season, and they just gave him the most ball dominant guard ever. I know he's a superstar and a great scorer. I just, I don't see it. James Harden's mo now is that he quits. Yep. Uh yeah, and, and when things don't go his way, he gets upset. Where's really gonna, upset. Where's he going to get traded to next? Quickly Google's best nightclubs in the United States. All right. Portland it is. Vegas. He's going to be the first pick of the Vegas draft. Oh, man. Yes. (laughs) He's going to Vegas. Yes. The Las Vegas Jazz. (laughs) Get James Harden. Oh, man. That'd be their worst Speaking of weight gain, so you're talking about the Mavericks Jazz tonight. 
So, yes. for you, like, there's no denying Luka Doncic is an amazing talent. He has the potential to have a great career. I don't, I don't know where I project him to finish in the all-time list, but he is just so talented. How about the fact that at what he's 22, 23, he gained so much weight this yeah. offseason. He's still carrying a good amount of it. Big red flag for you? Yeah. What happened there? You think? Because he didn't get an injury or anything. I think what he said was he went and played with Team Lithuania, and then he just didn't do anything, like anything, until they got to training camp. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, again, and the weight can be an issue, and I mean this respectfully because you look at Zion Williamson, oh, and he is on the fast track headed to bust. Oh, yeah, like Greg Oden territory. Yes, very quickly. And the Greg Oden thing wasn't really in his control as his knees just went bad. Yeah. Can we give a little caveat, though? David Griffin is clearly not doing any of those young players a yeah, favor. Just none. constantly changing out coaches, and they're bad coaches. Like, that doesn't help. Dude, the New Orleans Pelicans might might be one of the – I mean, aside from 08-09 when they went to the Western what, Western Conference Finals and battled the Spurs or 07 08, I can't remember when it was, but they like Chris Paul, David West, like that yeah, crew that was, was good. good. And, they gave, and they gave some of those teams a run for their money. Dude, they haven't been nothing since 2013. Is that another Anthony Davis singer right there? Yeah, sure. Why not? I thought so. Oh, why no, not? it's disappointing. Okay, so you you asked me this, so I'm going to ask it back to you. Is he doing? Is Zion doing it on purpose to get out of New Orleans? If he is, he's going to get a lot of flack for it. I just from I mean, the NBA and everybody well, else, especially because now the NBA's shown right. Do your job, and you can demand a trade. The players yeah. control everything. Uh, AJ, thanks for so much for joining me, man. Always, this was a buddy. Lot of fun. Hey, a big thanks again to Doug Hoffman, Kyle Cottom, uh, for John Hartwell, for Sam Merrill, Nate Dixon for joining us on today's show as well. We'll post the interviews as soon as we get out of here. Uh, we'll have these tickets and we'll call for all those who won. Thanks for everybody for being a part of the show, for listening to us today. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to recap the whole entire weekend, which will be a busy one. We'll get it all back for you, and then we'll be back at least next week getting ready for the Mount West Conference Tournament as well. Yeah. For Agent Adam, Ajay Salveson, good night. Thanks for listening to the Full Court Press on The Fan.